Billy D, Cascade Hoop Talk. Join us on Twitter, Cascade Hoop Talk. Today we're thrilled to have Mitch Morkin from Indiana Tech. He played all four years at Indiana Tech, scored more than uh, 600 points, pulled down over 400 rebounds during his career. Mitch, a first-team all-conference player, was also, and you got to love a guy who can get a stop, he was also named the WAC Defensive Player of the Year. Welcome, Mitch. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you having me. So you grew up in Niceville, Florida. Your senior year, you averaged 15.7 rebounds, five assists. You're a very efficient player. Uh, You were there on the Emerald Coast. You were the uh, Runaway Daily News Large Schools Player of the Year. Talk about your high school career and growing up there in the panhandle. Oh, man, it was awesome. Uh, I tell you, for starters, it's it's nothing like Indiana um, (laughs) in reference to weather. It's a lot more sun, a lot more sunshine down that way. But uh, you know, it was great. Got into high school there at Niceville High School. Uh, you know, I was a four-year varsity player, um, which was which was big. You know, getting that uh, getting that accomplishment as a freshman was was big time, and got some minutes actually as a freshman. So, so that was that was definitely fun. But you know, it was a, it was a great four years. Um, coach Stretchin, he was our coach for uh, for those four years, and. We had some good years and uh, some 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 solid wins throughout those four years. So it was uh, it was a good time. At what point did you start thinking about playing college basketball? Oh man, I tell you, um, I must have been in middle school. Um, my dad, he was he was really he well he, I grew up around basketball, man. He uh, he coached ever you know since I was out the womb. I had a ball in my hand. Um, <laughs> he he coached right there at Northwest Florida State College in uh, in Niceville. Um, and they've always been a pretty solid um, JUCO team. So, uh, you know, just being around being around basketball my whole life, you know, I always had a passion for it and wanted to continue playing um, beyond high school. But I think it was probably about middle school. Um, my dad kind of, I mean, he, you know, he obviously loved basketball, but he didn't care what I played. He just, you know, wanted me to be active. Um, but, you know, he, uh, he, was, he was a solid ball player in his day. He actually got drafted uh, to the Warriors, I want to say, in, I'll say 82 but you know he was always he that was never his plan he just wanted to he wanted the scholarship um said you know that was always big for him so when I heard that I was like man I gotta get a scholarship so I want to <laughs> say probably seventh eighth grade I uh I really kind of got serious about it high school you know I played all the sports in middle school but high school I just decided you know what I'm gonna stick to basketball and I'm uh, uh you know try to perfect my craft there and ever since then you know it's always been basketball why does it not surprise me that a coach's kid won the defensive player of the year? Uh, well, <laughs> it always seems like that. The the guys who grew up whose dads coached always seem to be the best defensive players. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's another thing he preached. He, you know, he, he said, you know, man, uh, you can have a great game and not score 20. You can have a great game and, you know, not score 15. You don't, you know, putting points on the board is important, but, you know, where you get your real wins is down on that defensive end, you know. And that's that's really where, uh, you know, Coach Ted, uh, that's where his mindset is, is, that defensive end, you know. You get those stops, you're going to get you a couple wins. So you graduate from high school. Talk about your decision to attend uh, Indiana Tech. I understand you have some family connection in the area. Yep, yep. Um, so, you know, I mean, I had some I had some different looks coming out of high school. Um, some different interests for, from some different places. But like you said, I've always had family ties up here uh, in Indiana. So, you know, I thought, let me go ahead and uh, try to shoot a couple emails out um, with, you know, just some highlight tapes and some, some different information about myself. And um, 
I guess Indiana Tech coach Coach Peckinpah, who was the coach here at the time, he got a hold of the film and you know he was real interested in it and he uh, actually came down to Florida. I think he was visiting a buddy, um, so he squeezed me into his schedule and wanted to meet with me and he ended up offering me full ride. So I said, you know what, man, let's uh let's try it. Been in Florida my whole life, got some family up in Indiana, so you know I'm 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 ready for the new adventure and it's been it's been good. I tell you. So you headed up there. And in your freshman year, you, you got some playing time. You played in 17 games, obviously limited minutes. You're a freshman, but you got some action. You know, talk yeah. about your initiation into NAI basketball and what you learned. Man, I tell you, I, uh, you know, I wasn't too familiar with it because, you know, you're coming out of high school and everyone's always preaching, uh, you know, NCAA ball, D1, D2. And I, tell, and I, I, I had no idea really how competitive NAI ball is. Um, you know, you don't hear as much about it. Um, I, I don't know if that's the real reason why you get that idea, but, um, you know, it was, it was competitive coming in. I didn't really have that, um, uh, idea of NAI ball on the back of my mind. And, uh, you know, being here freshman year, you definitely get a feel of that up tempo. Everything's a little faster paced. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely different than high school ball, but it was, it was challenging. You know, I came in, I worked hard, um, tried to, you know, do everything I could do everything right. And then, you know, just live with the results. So, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was different, but it was, uh, it was a good thing. So you, uh, get through your freshman year and then in your sophomore year, Ted Albert comes over. He had been assisting over at Cornerstone takes mm -hmm. over at head coach as head coach. Uh, you know, what changes did you see as coach Albert took over? Um, you know, coach Peck and coach Ted, they definitely have different playing styles. Um, both great coaches. I tell you that. Um, definitely, you know, have, have good basketball knowledge and uh, know what they're doing. Um, both have had, you know, tremendous success at this level. Um, but I, I want to say the difference, you know, for me, I guess, was when Coach when Coach Peck and Paul was here, he he was interested in more of a, I want to say like a JUCO style player. We had a lot of JUCO transfers coming. Um, and I think Coach Ted, he's, uh, he's a lot more interested in your four-year players. You know, he wants you coming out of high school and spending four years and uh, really developing um, as a, as a college basketball player. So I guess just, you know, the, uh, the difference in new recruits um, and just, you know, squeezing them into their ideal uh, style of play is, is kind of the big difference between the two. You know, Mitch, it's going to be interesting, uh, the NAI going to one division, because at least in NAI division two, the programs that focused on bringing in guys for uh, out of high school and four year players, those seem to be the programs that really uh, had the most success at the national level. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I fully agree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you look at Indiana Wesleyan or Cornerstone or Oregon Tech or College Idaho, you know, they really focus on, you know, br bringing young men out of high school and bringing them in. And culture mm -hmm. seems to be a huge, huge part of it, right? Yep. Definitely. Definitely. So that's soft. I think, yeah. I think Coach, Coach Ted really does, you know, bank on that. So. You know, Mitch, in that sophomore year, you played 14 minutes a game. Then you were, you know, you were seeing uh, a lot more of the court. You guys had a really good year. You went 17 and three in a conference. Uh, went to the national tournament. You won what turned out to be your only only win in a national tournament in, a, in an overtime game against West Virginia Tech. Talk yep. about that game. Oh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, just the whole atmosphere of being out out in South Dakota. It's, it's, it's big time, you know, playing in that arena. It's just, it's just a different feel. Playing a team, you know, that we're not too familiar with, just trying to develop a little game plan. It was fun. It was fun. I tell you, I mean, it was it was a competitive game. We brought it down to OT. We, we came out with a win. 
it was it was just you know like you said it was my first national tournament experience and to come away with with a win uh was a lot of fun you know we had we had we had a good group of good group of guys out there that's really a special feeling to walk off the court after that first round game and and know you're playing again tomorrow isn't it oh yeah oh yes it's uh it's different you know like you said I I didn't get that chance the next two years so I, I guess in a sense to to get one of them out there is uh is nice to know so your next year is your your uh, in your junior year, uh, you know one thing one thing I noticed about Indiana Tech that year is outside of Dylan Fair and Max Huber, the the starters seemed to change all the time. Was Coach searching for a com- combination? Do you guys have injuries? Uh, um, you know, as a, as a coach, from a player's I guess from a player standpoint, you know, I don't know exactly what his strategy was, but I do. We did have you know some some different injuries going on. Um, I think you said Max and Dylan were were some more consistent guys on the floor. We had our starting point guard Joel Winkowski. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He was our starting point guard, man. That kid was a stud, and yeah. he uh, unfortunately he tore his uh, his ACL there about I was early in the season. Um, you know, he's fighting for his eligibility back, but um, him going down was a big blow. Um, so that was, I mean, I I, I think kind of that's where my minutes kind of started kicking up a little bit, you know. Um, and then we had Log- a kid, Logan Primerano, and he tore his ankle up pretty nasty, rolled it, um, and he was out for a little bit. Um, and then, I don't know, just some other little stuff here and there. But um, I guess, yeah, just injury, it's tough. But, you know, it's college basketball. you got to overcome that stuff and, and continue playing. And, I mean, we did. You know, we, uh, we ended up having ourselves a pretty good year uh, regardless of what all happened. Yeah, you did. Uh, you know, that injury bug, once it starts biting, boy, that can really start hurting. But you still, as you mentioned, you went, you still went 16-4 and four in conference. Uh, mm-hmm. And I want to talk to you about the conference tournament because uh, Lords came to Fort Wayne. You beat Lords in the first round. Then you had yep. to go on, on the road and played Madonna. And then that set up a trip to Cornerstone. Coach Albert's alma mater. And anybody who knows anything about Indiana Tech, Coach Albert's probably one of the top five most competitive guys in the NAI. How intense was the preparation for that game? Man, Coach Coach loves those moments, you know, especially getting back to Cornerstone. Uh, him and uh, him and him and their coach, Coach E. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have a real good, real good relationship, and like you said, just competitive as all can be. And uh, you know, it was it was tough. They, I think. He has a good idea of you know what what Cornerstone sometimes wants to do after being there for so many years, but then their coach you know he he's kind of in the mind of Coach Ted also that he kind of you know they grew up coaching together, so you know they they definitely uh, have some schemes back and forth. We kind of know what they're doing sometimes. They know what we're doing, so it's uh it's different. You know you kind of got to strategize for the game a little differently and plan differently. So uh, you know it's it's always it's always fun on that- playing those guys and. They got a real competitive group over there, so. And that was Sam Vanderslice senior year too. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, how'd you guys slow him down? Oh man, it's uh, it's tough slowing him down. I tell you, <laughs> he's he's a big boy, and uh, he could he could fill it up, you know. If and if he did miss one down in the paint, it was likely that he was snatching it back up and putting it back in there. Um, but you know, I mean, we we have we have some big guys. You know, we had some we had some big freshmen that year. Um, you know, who's really stepped up and played well, and Josh Klein and Lucas Lehrman, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, just with the combination of those two big boys, I think we uh, we we presented some matchup problems, and uh, I don't know, hopefully rattled them a little bit. And I mean, we got the win, so 
that's all I could ask for. Was that one of the biggest wins of your career there at Indiana Tech? What would you say is the I'd, biggest win? I'd say so, yeah. I'm a, I mean, when, when we had our little senior night and they asked us our favorite moment, I think I, I, think I wrote down that uh, conference conference tournament championship over at Cornerstone. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. You should be proud of that. Not only, uh, you know, it was Coach, Coach Ted's alma mater, but they, they had a really good team as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And coach, like I said, coach loves it, man. Uh, you never see coach, coach Ted is excited when he gets a dub, just like you said, he's so competitive. And if we're, if we're playing those guys and we can take them down, then, uh, you know, it's, it's always big time. So Mitch, that brings us up to your senior year. There was a lot of expectations for the Warriors this year. Uh, you were actually picked third in the conference. Uh, but, uh, you and I were talking before we started, you know, you, you really kind of started out rough. You ran in the first game of the year. You had to play that Bethel team that, for whatever reason, boy, they hit the ground running. Uh, mm -hmm. did, did they surprise you? Were, were you surprised they were they were playing that well that that early? Uh, I mean, you know, they're, they've always had a strong program. Um, you know, especially being in that crossroads league is uh is tough. You know, so those guys coming into the season are always prepped and ready to go. So I don't know if I would say I was surprised, but they just you know they just played they played good. They they seemed like they were. Um, you know, already deep into the season with how well they were playing together. And they got some guys on their team that can really fill it up, can really get it going. Um, so, you know, yeah, it was it was tough coming out. But I think we kind of needed that uh, little punch in the mouth maybe to, um, you know, really, really for, for all our younger guys to get a feel of, you know, how, how competitive this, this league actually is. Well, after that game, you headed over to the Cornerstone Classic. And uh, speaking of classics, you had that knockdown defensive slugfest with Morningside. So that was your second mm -hmm. game of the year. It was just one, two, three-point game all through the second half. You ended up falling by a point. I'd like your opinion, but it seemed to me like that knocked you guys on your heels a little bit, that game. It took you a few games to kind of gather yourselves. Yeah, and I mean, like again, um, I mean, you said about Bethel, they're tough. And Morningside, I want to, were, they, were they one at that point in the season? Yeah, I, were they, I'm I trying think, to remember. I, mean, I think the top yeah, they were either one or two. They were in the top three all season. They were number one for quite yeah. a while. Yeah. So I mean, with with them being up there um, and playing that game, you know, I think for me it wasn't really, uh, you know, we're rattled. I think it was more of, you know, well, that's that's a pretty good ball club, and we can we can hang with them. You know, we sh we showed we can hang with you know the, some of the best teams in the nation. So I think for me it was more of kind of like, I mean, regardless of what happened prior to prior to that game, I was like, man, we can, we can really play, uh, you know, as long as we're playing together and, um, you know, we're all following coach's game plan. And I think, I think things could turn out well for us. Um, and the next two games after that, we actually think took two more losses because we started out pretty rough. You started out 0-4 and, and then uh, going into Thanksgiving, you were 2-2 two and two in uh, whack play. What was the mood of the team at that point? Um, you know, when, I mean, we, we never gave up hope. Um, you know, we were, we started out a little, just just like our uh, junior year. I mean, we started out a little rough. You know, it was kind of up in the air at that point on um, how everyone was feeling. Um, but, you know, we always stayed the course. Uh, we always stayed positive, you know. And, uh, you know, after after those first four, we're like, man, we really got to turn things around. We really got to dial in. We really got to, you know, get going at practice here and uh, see, see what we can do. Because, you know, me and just with those other two seniors, Max Huber and Dylan Good, you know, we didn't definitely didn't want our senior season to go down like that so uh you know we tried to flip a switch there and I think I think like you said we ended up going what was it 14 and 2 in the next 
the next 16 games or so. Yeah, so after after Thanksgiving break, you went 14 and 2 and you did that with a limited bench. I mean, you just got you guys played uh, tough guy Iron Man basketball. You know what what yeah. drove that 14 and 2 run? What what was clicking that that made that work? I don't I don't know if it was just us getting those uh those first couple games under our belt, you know, that team chemistry build it up a little bit or I don't you know, it might have just been us tired of losing. Like darn. <laughs> We, we, you know, we gotta, we gotta do something about this. So uh, I think, and I'll, you know, we just preached it, man. That just play hard for me, man. Just play hard for me. I don't, you know, I don't care if you miss a shot, just play hard. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, just with that, with that mindset and those first couple games not going our way, I think that kind of lit a little, little spark under us and got us going there. You know, Mitch, as I yeah. watched from here on the West coast, I was surprised. And I'm wondering if as a player, if you even pick up on this, but it it seemed like because you had that rough start, I mean, you just couldn't get in the break into the ranking. You know, Lawrence mm-hmm. got in the rankings, uh, Madonna got in the rankings. You guys just kept lagging behind, and and you were winning the conference. Did did, yeah. did you guys yeah. did you guys notice that too? Yeah, I mean, we noticed, and uh, you know, I think when uh, with with that being said, it's just uh, coach Coach Ted. He he wants a tough schedule. And you know when you when you have a tough schedule like that, and then you do drop a couple ball games, um, you know that doesn't reflect well on your uh, on your overall ranking. So some of those those games outside of conference they didn't reflect well on our our overall record. But uh, once we got into conference play and we were winning games, you know it's just that's just kind of how it turned out. Yeah. And uh, but I mean those those tough games that coach coach did schedule, you know he it, it prepares us for no you know those uh, those tough conference tournament games and national national tournament tournament game so um you know i don't i don't have any problems with it i you know i'd rather play a tough schedule and uh you know work work for what we have um but unfortunately you know that's just the way the dice rolled at the time and you know we we dealt with it and moved on well that's a good outlook you know in the middle of that 16 game run at the end of january josh klein went down i Mm -hmm. did you feel like were you thinking oh man this this is over Oh man, I tell you, that was uh, that was a big blow for us. That kid, that kid's a stud. I tell you, he um, I I wouldn't say I, you know, I didn't, I did, I never gave up on on our guys. You know, sure. everyone's, everyone, you know, all those guys are, are solid. But just you know, I was, I uh, really felt bad for him. I really at the time when I, when it happened and I heard the news of uh, the exact injury. Uh, you know, I wasn't thinking too much of the team at the time. Uh, you know, I really felt bad for Josh. He uh. He's a good kid, you know. Yeah. Works his butt off in the classroom, in the weight room, in the gym. You know, the last, the last person in the world that that should have happened to is is, is Josh. Um, so you know, I, was, I really felt for him during that time because that is tough, you know. But yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a big blow for us. Um, but you know, Lucas Lehrman, he uh, he's our other other big boy, and he really stepped it up. You know, he he took it took it as a challenge and. Uh, you know, he, he, he did it. He did his thing. He, he, he really, really got to working once, once his, once his buddy Josh went down. You know, you're a defensive, you're, you're known as a defensive player. Who's the toughest guy in the whack to guard? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, if I have to say, um, I would have to, I'm going with either. Can I give you two? Yeah, absolutely. And the unfortunate thing is these guys come from the same team. Um, Dwight Burton. Oh Madonna. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and his uh, his buddy Josh Reynolds, those guys, man, those guys can get it going. And if uh, if you're not anywhere near them, it's going down. Yeah, so those, they, those guys. I mean, they just present a bunch of matchup problems. You know, they're, they're quick, fast, and dribble it. 
get to the rim, pull ups, three balls, you know, you name it. Those guys got it in there, got 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 it in them. So yeah, Henry I'd Spates a load there. to guard too, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. Yeah. Those those three guys, you know, they're they're, uh, they're they're tough ball players, and uh, Henry he's got a little more size on him compared to the other two. So even even with that, that just presents all kinds of problems. So I'd see, yeah, I'd say those those two guys over there are uh, probably two of two of my toughest toughest guards for sure. Okay. And then I I, I mean I add in another guy. Uh, from Siena Heights, his name is slipping my mind right now. He's number zero. That, that, that kid can fill it up too. You know, yeah. the Wack has some some good ball players. So each team has has a tough matchup, and uh, you know, just attacking that with best of my ability. I got a question. One of the teams you beat them both times, but boy, you struggled with them was Rochester. You you barely yep. squeaked out. One was overtime, and I think the other one was a one point game or one possession game. What was mm-hmm. it? Why why were they such a tough matchup for you? I'm, they've always been uh, a, a kind of a mystery team, you know. Uh, they moved into our conference two or three years ago, and um, you know they've always. I want to say when when it's all said and done at the end of the tournament, the end of the regular season, I, they're kind of in the middle of the pack. But every time we play them, it's like, dude, these guys should be you know number one. These guys are they're good, and they just present a bunch of problems. You know, they they really space the floor well. They play together well. Uh, I want to say they had a bunch of seniors this year that's you know kind of been close knit, playing with each other. So, I mean they just they just play together really well. And every time we run into them, um, I don't know if we just match up well with those with those five on five or you know I I don't have a specific answer. But um, you know those those guys are they have been tough you know ever since yeah. ever since I played them. But they always give you everything you can handle. Hey, where's the toughest? Yeah, they, where's the toughest place to play in the WAC? Um, toughest place to, I would say Madonna. Um, you know it's not a huge gym, so they always you know they always fill it up. They got a good little student base that shows up, and uh, you know they'll let you have it. You know it's just uh it's just a little you know Madonna environment. You know coming in there, it's tough. You know uh, like I said, the court's not very the the gym itself's not very big, so you know everybody on the sidelines you can hear everything going on. So I would just you know, I would probably say Madonna. Yeah. yeah. Those small gyms are tough, aren't they? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know the exact component or reasoning behind it, but I guess that's one of them. But uh, yeah, it's just always been a tough place to play ever since you know I've, I've been a freshman. Well, this season you guys uh, recovered. You won the regular season conference championship. You went into the conference tournament, and I know this is a game you'll probably never forget. You played Cornerstone again, and in the in the last fifteen seconds of that game. You know, Tyler Baker, he hit a couple of free throws to give him a lead, 10 seconds to go, and you guys had three shots at the other end. You had two two uh, two looks at the bucket, and you missed a couple of free throws. How many times yep. have you replayed that game in your mind? Oh, man, oh, hundreds. I tell you, especially right after it happened, you know, that's all I could think about for, for the next week. But they're they're solid. Like I said before, they're a real real solid team. And every time we run into them, you know, it's a it's a battle. Their their guys lay it all on the line, and, and so, so so do we. But it was tough, you know. It was a real hard fought game. We knew going into it that if they if they ended up losing, they were done. So you know they they had you know everything to play for. So it was just it was just tough, you know. That last uh, it's always seems like that last. 30 seconds between us and cornerstone goes on for an hour um, <laughs> yeah it's just i don't know it's always like that it's, i don't know like i said i don't know if it's from you know the coaching standpoint since they came from the same place and but it was tough you know baker 
I, I fouled him and he, he knocked down his free throws and and then like you said we had a couple chances there at the end and uh you know we just we just couldn't execute and get it done at the time but luckily we still had that uh that national tournament uh chance so uh you know we weren't done yet so we, did, you know how to get over, get over that hump and keep keep it moving how did that change your preparation for sioux falls where you did you feel as though you were more determined after falling in that game you know it didn't it didn't knock us down in any sense because you know like i said they're they're a solid team you know they every time we play them they bring their their a game and you know so do we so i think it was uh pushed us you know we didn't we didn't have that while oh, we're playing bad now that we just lost one you know we knew we were still playing good and we were still rolling and i think we still definitely had some of that confidence a little bit of swagger going out to nationals and uh you know it didn't turn out in our favor but but still after that game you know it, it definitely didn't deter us in any sense so you headed out to sioux falls uh and you played holy cross uh it was kind of a back and forth defensive battle i'd like your opinion i thought you guys held pretty good with them for about 30 minutes but to me, as just an observer, it looked like you guys, you know, you play with a short bench. It looked like you guys ran out of gas a little bit in the the last 10 minutes. There was a stretch there that it seemed like uh, it seemed like you were a little bit fatigued there for a few minutes. You, you came back in the last five minutes, but i just like your yeah. thoughts. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we, we definitely did make that little push there in the end, uh, you know, regardless of what the score was with um, you know, 10, 15 minutes left. You know, we weren't done. We weren't going to give it up. We weren't quit. You know, that's kind of what we kept reminding ourselves. Like, hey, man, I, I know we're down 15 or 10 or whatever it was. And, um, you know, it's it's not going to be a one-possession game. You know, get a stop, go score, get a stop, go score. So, but, you know, it, it is tough fatigue-wise, I guess. Finish your, your conference play and then you got, I don't know, what is it, about a week, week and a, week and a half, two weeks till yeah. you play that next game out at Nationals. So, I mean, it is really big on, uh, you know, staying in the gym and staying in shape and getting on the treadmill and running. So, you know, that's that coach coach did push that a lot because I know from the year before, I, I think our uh, our bench was even shorter. So I, I know a couple of our guys might have been a little fatigued that junior year. So coach really tried to stress that this year. You know, I don't want us getting out there and being tired. So, I mean, like, even though, you know, that, that might have been the case or seemed like the case, I think that last five minutes kind of, kind of showed you know we weren't done and we're not going to give up uh but again you know it just it didn't dice didn't roll in our in our favor yeah but it was a very very good basketball game you have nothing to hang your head about so talk talk about the maybe not the moment you knew it was over but you know that process of it sinking in that your college basketball career was over and and then you uh, got, then you got the bus ride back to fort wayne and talk about all that oh uh, man it's uh you know it's it was sad, I tell you, you know, just being around basketball my whole life and, uh, you know, just knowing, you know, I got practice, you know, at the time, you can almost take it for granted. And then until, you know, that, that final buzzer goes off, it's kind of like, wow, you know, this is, uh, this is reality and it's, you know, it's, it's over. And I mean, I know it's, it's been a while since, but I, I, it might still be sinking in, you know, you're just used to that every year of getting back out there and, you know, preparing in the off season. Um, and you know, you don't have to, don't have to do that anymore. So it's, you know, it's different. It was definitely a, uh, definitely a sad moment, but, um, you know, like I said, it was, uh, it was, it was a great four years. Uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, I never, never expected what I've gotten coming from, coming from Florida, you know, these, every guy up here took me in, you know, coaches I've had took me in and, uh, you know, welcomed me with open arms. So it was tough, but, you know, like I said, looking back on it, it, it was, it was a good, it was a good time. 
So Mitch, you had you had a terrific career. You should be very proud of, of what you were able to accomplish. Uh, you're Thank a big you, you're, you're a big part of Indiana Tech basketball. What's next for you after Indiana Tech? Talk about your school. I am a business administration major, concentration in sports management. So you know, with with that route, I'm interested in coaching. You know, like I said, you know, pop pops. He was a he was a coach for for a long time, and uh, I'm thinking about possibly going into a graduate assistant year. Hopefully, starting up some uh, some master's classes, and you know, just kind of kind of shadow and coach Ted a little bit. Hopefully, he'll take me under his wing and you know teach me some more things. So you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna plan on doing that, and uh, you know, if I enjoy it, then hopefully you know continue on into coaching. Hey, well, I want to wish you the best of luck in that. I I think personally, I think you'd be a great addition to the coaching world. I hope that works out I for you. That. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I appreciate I, that. I think you'd do very, very well at it. Well, Mitch, awesome. I, I I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and, and tell your story. Uh, I've really enjoyed talking to you, and thank you very much for coming on. Oh yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. It was uh, it was it was fun talking.